The Xbox Drive is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash Capri, and I want to thank our Diamond executive producers, Slimer Snarf, Jonathan Brown, and Lee Navarro. Our gold members, Xavier Reyes, Tabitha Carroll, Becky Grockmall, Ashley Nicholson, Argo, Gene K, Marcus O'Neill, Ray Sony Pony Martinez, Trucker Sloth, Zach Bradshaw, Skinny Matt, and James Johnson. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Hey everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. I'm in my car and you're listening to the most horsepower podcast on the internet. It's the Xbox Drive. I'm on a Skype call with my friend Ryan Turford. He's the man on the moose and on our journey today. We're going to pick up Ashton Kutcher because y'all got cyberpunk. So jump on into the Xbox Drive. Ball, cyberpunk, pun, ball. Greater than X. Hello, Sean Capri. Hi, Ryan Turford. I think everybody on the internet is happy about video games this week. How are you? Uh, I am doing well. I also think everyone's super happy this week, Sean, mm-hmm. with how video games are turning out. It's, We're it's enjoying great. our it's hobby. Great. Exactly. But the thing is, Sean, I can't believe that I'm saying this. 2020 is almost over. Can you believe it's happening. this? Mm-hmm. It's coming it's to a close. Yeah, let's let's just get rid of it. Let's so, pull it up into a box. We'll throw it out the window, uh, but a biodegradable box because we don't want to litter. Well, of course not. We don't. We uh, we saw what happened in the Perfect Dark trailer. We don't want that to be us, Sean. We mm-mm, don't want the eco the eco uh, eco terrorism to take over, Sean. It might already um, be taking over. Of course, but uh, the reason I brought that up, the reason I brought up the end of 2020 is number one. This is going to be the last show of 2020 for us, Sean. Can you believe it? Oh my God. It's over. I can't believe it. Uh, It's good, man. I think we, you know, we, I think we had, uh, I think Spotify told us that we did like 150 episodes or something this year. We did. Yeah. We need a brand. Most of that is you. Like most of that is you doing the, um, all the extra mile, the reviews that you did this year. And obviously, um, doing the other show that you did that I don't know why I'm blanking on the name. The roundabout <laughs> or the crossroads on the or crossroads the extra mile now, or... The roundabout, of course. I drive so when shows. I do this show. I don't know how to do this. Uh, so many shows. I think um, I think we just, we're going to take a little bit of a break, you know? Um, so I'm excited about it. I, it's bittersweet that we're, this will be the last time that you and I record something this year, but um, hopefully everybody understands. You know, we're just taking a little bit of a break. Yeah, so the idea, fam, just so y'all know, because uh, this is something we came up kind of with uh, after we recorded last week's episode, is essentially we're taking a two-week break. In fact, I don't think in the show's history, other than the time where you were without a co-host, I think after Dave left, w- yeah. that was the only break you've had, Sean, for this show since mm-hmm. you started it. So I think that uh, we're going to be off for a couple weeks, basically until January 6th will be the, the next time we record. So January 7th will be y'all's first show that makes me really nervous to be honest with you it sounded like a good idea on paper then i'm like oh that's a lot of that's a lot of time but hopefully people understand you said (laughs) two weeks so that's two weeks (laughs) it sounds longer than it actually is trust me those two two weeks are gonna fly by and not only that folks we're not gonna leave you hanging i mean there is gonna be content over the holidays it's mostly just gonna be the crossroads with me right um because those episodes are going to continue to come out each week just just as uh as you can expect them to um we may throw some surprises in over the holidays um it just kind of depends on how things line up um but at the very least you're going to get the crossroads and then Mm -hmm. my live streams are actually starting back up this week i'm going to be off next week for christmas but i'm going to do one probably earlier in the week um now that my internet's actually fixed so you can actually look for those on on the youtube channel on thursday um and then uh yeah so We'll be back with our main show on December on January 6th, which also brings me to my next point. Game of the year 2020 
will be happening, but not until January because um, Sean and I both kind of wanted to take the break to play some games also uh, that we yeah. might have missed this year to be able to talk about them for Game of the Year. So we kind of wanted to wait on that. Originally, I think we both decided we wanted to wait because Cyberpunk was coming out, but we can already pretty much rule out that that's going to be in the conversation. Probably but not Game of the Year. Probably not, but it also gives us time to actually play a lot of the games that we kind of missed. Because I, I, I was actually listening back to our conversation from last year, Sean, uh, earlier today, and uh, we both kind of lamented over some games that we missed. And uh, now that we've got these two weeks, we're going to have time to actually maybe revisit some of those. So Possibly. Or maybe yeah, just I play think, Destiny the entire time. I think they'll time, be, give so. us a chance to, to reach out to the community as well and maybe get some input from you guys as well. I love I love what Badbit does on the trophy room. Like the way that they do Game of the Year, I think is awesome. And we're, we've not talked about this. I'm just really throwing this out there at, in this moment. Well, it's but like, funny you mentioned that, Sean, because you didn't uh, look at the notes because I actually put something in here about this. We are going to be doing our, our Game of the Year discussion when we come back. Yeah. Uh, we would love you, dear listener you or viewer who's watching this video or listening to this, to be part of this. So actually, yeah. what I would like you all to do over the two weeks that we're going to be away is if you would like to be part of our Game of the Year discussion, um, I want you to reach out to me on Twitter at Ryan Turford, or you can actually um, share your video or audio recording with me via Google Drive at RyanTurford at gmail.com. Again, all the info for this is in the description of this video or in the show notes um, by January 3rd. I need all of your, your things in cause I'm going to edit them into a nice package and put some B roll and stuff on it and make nice. it all look all fancy. And I need some time to do that. So by January 3rd, I kind of need everyone's submissions in uh, for that. If you would like to just give us text, if you don't feel like putting your voice out there or putting your video, video out there, we'll definitely take those as well. Again, you can reach out to me on Twitter or uh, we'll actually be tweeting a, a, a tweet out about this that I'm going to embed in the show notes um, later today, uh, nice. basically asking people for stuff. So yes, we definitely want people to be part of it. And we actually got some people doing, uh, we had Garrett Bland and Donnie Reese do recordings last year, as well as a whole bunch of people submitting their picks just, uh, via Twitter or discord. Nice. Um, and we're gonna do that again as well. So, uh, yeah, we want you guys to be part of the show because it's, it's as much of a celebration for Sean and I for the year of 2020, as much as it is for the Xbox drive community. Um, and we kind of want you guys to be part of that. Uh, so yeah, yeah, man. There's too many games. There's too many games even for even for the Ryan Turford to play all the games. Uh, God knows that I can't get around to everything, but certain like you you played an astronomical number of games this year. So the fact that you're giving some extra time to play even more is awesome, and I can't wait to celebrate this. But yeah, I think I think the timing makes sense. I also wonder, like, I'd love some feedback from people on this decision of ours too. I, I wonder, like, how much podcasting like consumption happens over the holidays. I'm not I'm not really sure, uh, mm-hmm. and everything seems kind of like bonus or extra, and that's not what we want to do here on the xbox drive it doesn't want to, like i don't want anything to feel bonus or optional it's like this is mandatory <laughs> listening man and we want to make yeah. it special and worthwhile for people well exactly like if anything comes out over the holidays it won't be because we felt like we needed to fill the time with something or pad it right. with something it right. would be because hey this was the best time to do this kind of thing like big time like my like my xbox series s review which is coming um mm-hmm. and it most likely come over the holidays so i think something like that is something I've wanted to do for a while, especially now that the console has been out for a month. Um, and yeah. I think that's now is probably the perfect time to do that. Not because of not because we need content over the holidays, but just because I think I'll have more time to work on it. All so, right. There we go. Um, also, last thing before we end the show proper, because it's going to be a let me tell you what it's going to be a it's show. A doozy. Today. It's um, a doozy. 
we are still giving away one year of Xbox Game Pass when we hit 500 subscribers on YouTube. So if you are watching us on YouTube and you haven't already subscribed, or if you're listening to us on audio and you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, you should really do that. We have the full show on there on YouTube, as well as a whole bunch of other cool stuff. Go to youtube.com slash the Xbox Drive. All you have to do to enter is subscribe. That's it. Then you're entered to win one year of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate once we hit 500 subscribers. We're at 269 right now, Sean. Ah, nice. nice. No more. Just kidding. We did it. We'll give away a year now. <laughs> no, Sean. We could, we could get okay. to, we could we'll get get to, get, we get to 569. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, definitely uh, make sure to... We're going to keep throwing that out there until you guys actually get us there. So... Um, Make sure to check that out. Also, again, if you haven't watched the video version of The Crossroads, I highly recommend checking it out there because I, I, I do some interesting things with the video version that it's uh, so good. You should definitely check out as well. So it is definitely worth watching there. But Sean, enough Brian. about that. Enough about the right. rambling. We should just grab our eight tracks and pop into the playlist before we get to the big topic du jour of the big game with the C in the name of the, <laughs> the game. Uh, Sean, I need to know what you've been playing because I know you haven't been playing it. I, I played. I finished a game, Ryan. Can you believe it? You did. I finished the game. Uh, it was a three-hour game, <laughs> and it was technically a DLC. But I finished um, the Hive Busters DLC that came out just, I think, just yesterday, Ooh. actually. Gears 5 DLC, story campaign, story content. Um, basically telling the story of Keegan, Mac, and Landy? I don't know the third person's name. Um, who are the, the, the Scorpio squad? They're the ones who go in, on, in, in, in the escape mode. And this is an awesome three hours of Gears of War, dude. Like, this is excellent. The story, I would say, is secondary to the locations that you explore. And obviously, the combat in Gears is, like, second to none. But uh, I played with Donnie Reese from the Xbox Empire. And we had a blast playing through this yesterday, man. Like, the variety of landscapes that we went through, we just kept taking screenshots. So you should definitely follow at Eat the Hype and check out all the screenshots he was taking. I've got a couple, but my gametography does not match Donnie's. And we had a we had an absolute blast um, picking up all the different weapons and blasting through all the different monsters. And there's a, there's a unique kind of mechanic in it where you'll discover hidden upgrades. And so each of the three characters that you'll play with, regardless if you're playing with people or not, um, any on like if it, it was just the two of us, but the third character was played by a, by an AI. Um, they each have a special upgrade that you'll find uh, hidden throughout the world in in, in the six chapters that that compile the whole the whole campaign and so i was playing as keegan who <laughs> donnie lovingly referred to as the black exploitation character like he he's voiced by dave finoy and it's phenomenal this is the gears character that i want all the time it's just like oh yeah like it, it's <laughs> awesome he's he's ex, uh he's expressive and just he's great um his special up his special kind of ultimate is you hit y and you'll start to refill uh, ammunition. But as you upgrade this, as you find the hidden upgrades throughout the world, every time you use your ultimate, it'll do evolve things like it'll, it'll advance. So maybe it'll protect you a little bit, or maybe it'll, um, uh, up, um, reload some of your explosive ammunition instead of just your basic ammunition, things like that. And it goes all the way across the three characters, each with their ultimate. And it was just like this extra little, I don't know, it, it felt kind of like arcadey, but still grounded and also it, it it encouraged us to explore 
the world and explore the um, explore the campaign that wasn't like Gears Five open world. But mm-hmm. Donnie and I kept and, and he'll I'm sure he'll talk about this on the Xbox Empire. He kept making a lot of um, Uncharted comparisons, and I don't disagree, man. Like it's not like you're you know hanging from the side of a cruise ship or a train, and there's no grappling sort of mechanics to it but the the landscapes and the variety in the landscapes and that that sort of like linear but still kind of exploring it it felt very uncharted very definitely anybody who's played over on playstation will enjoy this and man i want to play it again honestly like i would play through this many many times and i hope they do more of this in the gears world and and even other worlds even even halo i love this i'm not normally a dlc type of person but this was it came with game pass ultimate it was like pay 20 bucks for the dlc or a dollar for three months of game pass so i actually had a friend of mine reach out to say uh i've never done this game pass like how does it work because i want this dlc and i think a lot of people are going to be doing that ryan where they just this this these are the types of things that will push them into game pass and get them locked in but i'm rambling i had a great time with it man dude that's awesome to hear i mean i it's i I told you before that I was excited to check out Gears 5 when the, the Series X came out, but I, I knew that the DLC was coming soon, so I I kind of really wanted to hold off mm-hmm. revisiting Gears. And now that the DLC's out, and it sounds great. It's like, excellent. There's a, definitely a, a reason for me to go back to this game now, and um, I'm, I'm excited to check this out. Um, I, again, I know that I wasn't able to, to play with you guys last night, but I am excited to uh, see what this game's all about. And uh, like you said, a couple hours uh, of an experience, it kind of reminds you almost like uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy or something like that. That's what we talked about. That's what Mm -hmm. I'm excited to to Mm -hmm. play. So Yeah, it's not quite as long. And honestly, I did expect it to end in like an escape type of situation it i don't know if i don't think it's a spoiler well i guess it's just it's not in there like don't expect that don't go in there expecting that Uh, and the story goes places it's it's definitely not like your typical gear story it's very it is it's very uncharted it's very tomb raider even in some ways and you guys will just have to play to to know what i'm talking about but it man i would play this over and over and over again and i think people will um connect differently with the various characters they're very very different uh and they're they're stretching the wings on on gears it does make me want to play more escape that's probably Mm -hmm. the biggest thing like if i'm gonna i'm gonna play this and you know i feel like i've kind of walked away from the 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 standard gears 5 multiplayer but i feel like there's a place for me with escape because it's more that pve but different from horde if that makes any sense so this yeah. is a game that, that a series that anybody should play. This is on all Xbox, uh, Xbox One or series consoles. So people should pick it up. You also play Call of the Sea. So tell me about that. Oh, Call of the Sea is um, very good. I thought it was going to be a, it, it, you know, it, it appears to be a first person uh, walking simulator, like a narrative driven kind of like um, Ethan Carter or Edith Finch or Gone Home or something like that. I didn't realize that it was quite so puzzle heavy. And again, Donnie did a wonderful job explaining this on the Xbox Empire that people should definitely check out. Um, I'm only a couple chapters into it, but I am digging it, man. Sissy Jones is one of the best in the industry and plays the lead character on this. And you, you find yourself on the this mystical island and you're you play a character looking for searching for uh, her husband who who went ventured to this island trying to find a cure for an illness that she's got and a whole mystery kind of un- unfails and i really i'm really enjoying it because the the, the the puzzles are challenging i hear that they get even more challenging but so far they're they're pushing back on me just enough that when i solve them i feel really really smart and again this is a it feels kind of like an uncharted but or sorry as a almost like a, a tomb raider without the the platforming 
as okay. I as I do sort of environmental puzzle solving, if that makes sense. And I'm really liking it, man. It's kind of a it's a it's a chill. It's not it's not really chill. It's just different from Assassin's Creed. And if we were to do something over the holidays, I would want to talk about honestly, like how we game because that has been. That has really been challenging, I would say, over the last couple of months with the onslaught even of just um, Ubisoft games. But I've appreciated games like, well, the DLC, which is three hours and Gears 5, and then uh, this game, is, which is certainly a smaller scale game, and I really am appreciating it. So uh, people, I think um, that was on Game Pass as well, Call of Duty? Yeah. So yeah. people should also check that one out if they need a palate cleanser. It's really cool. Dude, that sounds awesome. Yeah, the, again, that sounds like a great palate cleanser for the bajillion open world uh, action Seriously, games that we've got right now. I, it's a lot. It's part of the reason I talked about it a little bit off air, but it's part of the reasons why I put uh, Immortals down. It's just like, I can't do this anymore. I know, There's too many I know. open world games. And uh, yeah, I think that, uh, that that definitely is actually a really good topic. Maybe something we'll revisit at some mm-hmm. point. Uh, but speaking of palate cleansers, Sean, uh, before I get into the big topic, uh, I also played another game this week, a much more positive one. Panzer Dragoon Remake. Oh, did you jump into it? That's awesome. Oh, good. Yeah, so you had sent me the code for this. Uh, Mm -hmm. We had gotten it from the the publisher. Um, And uh, it was a game that when I heard they were remaking it, I got really excited for it because I've actually never played the original Panzer Dragoon. Um, I'm actually showing on the video right now. I actually have the Sega Saturn import of Panzer Dragoon 2, as well as I played Panzer Dragoon Orta on Xbox, which I think that game is incredible. And uh, honestly, I think that it was cool to see finally a version of this come to Xbox. I mean, um, Sega Saturn games, for those that don't collect Sega Saturn games, are infamously expensive, and it's really kind of right. annoying to, to cup a Sega Saturn nowadays. Um, so it is definitely worthwhile to revisit some of these titles because some of them were actually really good. Um, and Panzer Dragon Remake... Thank you, too. Well, I've heard there's been some some misfires with it as opposed to the original version of the game um i don't really have that basis of comparison so i'm not going to touch on any of that stuff but the remake itself is pretty fun it's a on rail what is it oh yeah there you go it's an on rail shooter where you fly around on the back of a dragon you've got a gun and you're basically shooting at a bunch of ships thank you it's very reminiscent of, of something like Star Fox or, or other on rail shooters so <laughs> If you <laughs> like games awesome. like Star Fox, I think you're actually probably going to really like Panzer Dragon Remake. Again, it's not perfect. It's a very arcadey experience. The story doesn't make any goddamn sense <laughs> at all. But at the same time, the gameplay is fun and the graphics look cool. And I like the, the really like the music because it's all the, the music from the first game. Oh, um, that's awesome. So, yeah, I actually really I might like have to the pick remake that up, man. of Panzer Dragoon. <laughs> The way you talk about that, like that actually sells me on it big time. Cause, and I, and that, that question I was jumping in to say, like, it was a genuine question. Like, I keep hearing about this game. I didn't know anything about it. Like, I can't, I can't even picture until you, then you described it. I couldn't picture, like, what the hell you even did in this game. And that sounds absolutely up my alley. Um, I need to get back to the Falconeer, actually, now that, now that we talk about that. It kind of sounds maybe a little bit similar. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Falconeer is more of a, like, dog fighting game sure or like a rogue squadron whereas this is more like star fox where it's just on rails and you're shooting at gotcha so yeah it, it's it's not an open open space thing it's a that's very okay. much that's an arcade even better. experience that's okay yeah. i like i like on the, it's almost like at one point on on rails became like a pejorative but it's not man like it's just kind of let's just turn off our brain and just play a, a video ass video game you know and not only that but i will say that for those that are looking to get into panzer dragoon Honestly, Panzer Dragoon Order, I think, is probably the best of those 
original Panzer Dragoon style game because they, there is one RPG called Panzer Dragoon Saga on the Sega Saturn specifically. Right. But uh, of those games, honestly, I think Orda is probably the best one to go into and it probably holds up the best. It it got amazing Xbox One X enhancements. It plays in 4K and it looks Ooh. like a brand new game. So I definitely think of the two that are on Xbox that's still the one that I would personally recommend is to play Panzer Dragoon Orda. But the remake is also really solid. And I recommend checking that out if you have never played a Panzer Dragoon game. I might just do or that. Or if, if you think you're going to be into this type of game. But Sean, Ryan. we got to leave some time for this other game I played this week. This mm. uh, this 2077 game. Yeah. Talk about Cyberpunk 2077. And boy, whew, what a game. Was, uh, it was a game. All right. Uh, so first of all, for full transparency, um, back before I joined the Xbox drive, I was actually, uh, when I was on my old podcast, I was very much not buying everything on Xbox. So I actually purchased cyberpunk 2077. I pre-purchased it back in July of 2019. Uh, basically after E3 was over, I basically, uh, if I remember looking at my receipt and then kind of retracing my steps, I had pre-ordered <laughs> it because I had extra gift card money. And it was after we got the E3 thing with Keanu Reeves and I'm like, and, and we got that, uh, the reveal of the cyberpunk behind closed doors gameplay. I'm like, there's no way this game could possibly be bad. I had to yeah. pre-order this on PlayStation because mm-hmm. I, I pre-ordered games back and forth all the time back then. Because your uh, consoles boy, are like your kids. You treat them fairly. Like when it comes to Christmas time, you spend exactly the same amount on every, on every console. Yeah. That's how or it's more just along the lines of, I like going between both consoles. Uh, like I'm very console agnostic, even though I'm on an Xbox podcast. How here. dare you? I like playing console games on a bunch of different consoles. And I don't like the idea of spending all my time with one console. Yeah. That, that's just I, something I've always felt mm-hmm. like. So, so back then I, I was even more so trying to buy games across both platforms. All right. All right. So what um, about the game? What about the game? And how, man, how, uh, would, would you want to, you know, publish a review on day one, uh, uh, even though patches are coming? Uh, I don't even want to get into that, actually. Tell me about your experience with the game. I have a lot to say about this, so man. This is a giant topic. So my experience with the game itself, because, yeah, this is going to be a, a, a giant, uh, giant ball of wax here. The game itself does not run great on PS4 Pro. Yeah, I mean, uh, on the Pro. even though in Digital Foundry's analysis, it, it's probably the fourth or fifth best play, place to play the game. Mm-hmm. it's still not r- great. Like it runs at 30 or sub 30 frames per second, depending sure. on where you are. Um, the driving is really poor. It's some, yeah. it's got some of the worst driving I've, I've found Come in an open world game since Grand Theft Auto four, <gasps> I would say, um, the shooting itself. It's okay. It's not that bad, but the inconsistent frame rate on PS4 pro makes it a bit of a a bit of uh, trouble to do some firefights combined with the the numerous bugs and glitches such as me trying to sneak up behind someone them me uh going to grab them them disappearing and then reappearing and then them shooting me because they apparently saw me i guess because when they glitch back in uh to the or just uh whenever you get out of a car sometimes it thinks you're in, still in the car so when you're you can't actually interact with anyone and you have to restart the entire game but sometimes it breaks your save and then you have to reload an earlier save dude or, i saw a video today somebody was breaking down that like the the ai for the you for the world the, the people walking around and the people driving that there is no AI that they sort of mask this by um, if you're looking at some cars and there's like a red light, you'd think like, well, they're going to be in a traffic jam if there's no AI. Well, the way they work around that is 
they remove the cars. If you look away yep. from the car and you look back, the cars are gone. Or if yep. you have people walking around and you scare them with with, a, with some gunfire, they'll they'll cower. They'll they'll kind of like crouch down. You turn around and turn back, and they're gone. Like yep. what the crap, dude? It's like playing an NES game a lot yes. of times. Where yeah, it's there's just no like arm of memory. You'll them off the screen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and not all that, but one of my favorite things, of course, from this game is when it crashes and then it resets all of your options back to default again. So you have oh, to go in and turn all your inverts me. back on. You got to adjust all your HDR settings again. It's just it's like they unplug the arcade machine. Yeah. So here's the thing. I've somehow put 15 hours into this game because the one positive thing I want to say about Cyberpunk is the story itself is super interesting. Yeah, like, I bet. really like the story in this game. It's just everything else, man. Yeah. It's just, it really, <laughs> literally everything else. It's literally everything else. And, and the thing is, I think the combat can be tweaked and I think, um, the graphics can be tweaked with patches. I think that that's fixable. Like it's, it's, it's a very different situation than a game like Anthem where Anthem, I think wasn't really strong on any front. And when they tried to patch it, patch everything in Anthem, it, they couldn't really fix the, the overall game design with that game with patches. Right. Um, and that's why they're doing a whole like reboot of Anthem at this point. Where right. Cyberpunk, I know there, there's a great game under mm. everything else that mm-hmm. I just talked about in there. But whether or not they could actually fish it, fix it with patching is is still a mystery to me. The, the real question I have is, why did this game have to come out on current gen consoles at this time? Do Why really, could they have delayed the current the current gen version of the game until next year and just released the PC version? Because apparently, apparently the oh, PC version runs great. Like yeah. the, the, there's no problem with, this, with the PC version other than a couple of bugs and glitches. But I think those are going to get ironed out pretty quickly. The Stadia version is also pretty good from what I've heard. So um, that is an option for people if, if you want to play the game right away. Also, they did, they I, did hint at that, though, didn't they? When they delayed it, though, I think the last time was they're like, there's a lot of versions of this game. Right. And that's yeah. kind of one of the things that they were that they were struggling with. I honestly don't know if it would if it's even possible or palatable for them to say, no, we'll release like the PC and or Stadia one at this time. And then later on, we'll do, like really what you're what you're saying is they should have delayed the entirety of this thing, probably another six or seven months. Right. Or they should have just scrapped the current gen console version and just focused well, on Series X and PlayStation. I know that this is why this is such a, a jangled mess of a topic as well, because I do see a lot of that happen, a lot of that conversation happening online. And I don't think. That ha- that holds a whole lot of water, to be honest with you. I just don't like. There's too many examples of other games that are doing this well for that mm-hmm. to make any sense to me. Like, yes, that would make I was just it easier. Say, we played a whole bunch of them this year, so I exactly. Mean, it, it's, there's been no shortage of great games that do this type of thing well. Like, this yeah, this is just a, it's an argument that's been happening on the internet, especially with Xbox taking its stance, and then people going like, "See, see this," and it's like, no, it's not. There's too many examples where it actually does work, where they are able to have these games scale across a giant span of of technological abilities through these consoles for this to be you can't go to this one and go like see that proves this this theory almost sounds like conspiracy theory at this point there's no that that doesn't hold any water to me at least ryan yeah i mean all like if it was me behind the developers i don't think they they should have scrapped the current gen version i think what they what should have happened is they should have done like an earlier release on pc I think that's Maybe. really what what they probably I should mean, have done because it's most stable. And you're right. What the 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 state the that the that, game is in now, the main thing is it's unacceptable. The and way they were building they it the whole time during the last like generation. Like this whole, it, it's not a power thing. I, I just well, don't this believe game was it supposed to come out in April. 
exactly. in April when the Series X and the PS5 weren't even out. Exactly. Like, and it was being developed without any specs or like really like maybe they had a target in terms of teraflops and that's it. Like that doesn't make yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Now, if you take a further step back and go when they originally started this, maybe they should have been, you know, targeting the next generation. But man, they announced this game in like 2012. Like, oh, yeah, there's no way they could have done that from from the onset. There That's is no sure. way. But the other thing that I think is interesting and maybe could be part of this conversation is that when they did The Witcher, they did it differently than what Dragon Age Inquisition did. And they did say no 360 version, no PS3 version. They're just going to go to Xbox One and PS4. They didn't do that here, and it's just kind of like maybe they made the better decision with The Witcher Three. I could, I could see that, but the generations were different, and the timeline on the on the development was different. I just don't yeah. believe that they could really scrap Xbox One and PS Four. There's just there's just no way. And I will, I do believe, and and they're going to prove my point when they patch it and they make it run properly on PS Four and Xbox One. It just takes longer. Yeah. Exactly. Like they, they're talking about there's going to be a new big another big patch in January and another one in February. So I, th- I do think down the road, this game will be in, ex- in an acceptable state at some point. And, and mm-hmm. like I said, I honestly think that there is a great game here, like a game of the year. Caliber I believe it game too. I believe un- it. underneath all of this. And, and it's such a shame to see a game with so much promise just come out in, in such a such a terrible state on our, well, on our platform. Well, and shrouded in what I would say is a totally shady, like, review process. And I think that there's multiple players involved here. I'm not just squaring it on on Cyber or on CD Projekt Red. I'm not just squaring it on the journalists who revealed their, their things. But I, I released a tweet that I think I thought was, it, I think it's dangerous. I think it was dangerous for the reviews to be released in the way that they were. I think that mm-hmm. we're five years post Master Chief Collection. And I think we've solidified just as content creators, like what we should do in these situations. And that's not what any of us saw with Cyberpunk. And I'm really, honestly, I'm just as disappointed with that part of it as I am with the state of the game. That reviews were put out with final scores, knowing that the game in the review process, in the review period, the game was not done, that a massive patch still needed to happen, and as it turns out, more than that still needs to happen, and final review scores were done. I think that's mm-hmm. ridiculous, and I think it, it erodes trust with CD Projekt Red, of course, but it erodes trust with, with, these, with the sites that put a final score on a game that is so clearly not done. You and I have done countless reviews over the last you know year and a bit as we've podcasted together. I think Ori and the Blind, or Ori and the Will of the Wisps was even an example, where... Yeah. It did not perform well when we played it, and there was absolutely we could barely play that game. <laughs> there was no way we were going to say this would be a nine if it wasn't for these performance issues. Like that's not acceptable to me. I'm kind of heated yeah. about it, honestly. I just feel like we should be expecting more, and and people putting out content should be more transparent about this. That well, this game is not finished. Is, is that I think it's okay. I think it would be okay. For a lot of like, the, actually, I think the the review that I read for Cyberpunk in the initial batch of reviews that probably handled it the best was the IGN review because it was they were very transparent in the review. Look, we don't have the console version. This final re- this score only repl- uh, pertains to the PC version of the game hmm. in the state it's in where that we got it. Yeah, like, I think, and it's very transparent from the first paragraph of that review. Sure. That Hey, that's exactly what's going on here. Or if you watch the video on YouTube, it says the same thing, like a disclaimer at the beginning of the video. And this was even before we knew what the console version Mm -hmm. of the game would look like. Um, Whereas a lot of, I saw a lot of outlets 
that weren't mentioning any of that at all. They just or they, what they were allowed to show. They weren't allowed to show their own actual gameplay. They were only allowed to show B-roll that was provided, which means that you couldn't show like using video. Like these are the bugs. These are the experiences that were people happening. So yeah, like there's there's a lot there. Then so I'm not like pointing my finger at one or the other like one thousand percent. But there's a mm-hmm. lot. It's a complex situation that has happened here and what ends up happening is everybody explodes like i'm heated about it people on the internet are and are heated about it and i feel like this is a much better place to to have this discussion than on twitter like i'm i don't want to talk about this on twitter to be honest with you because you can only do like one syllable at a time this is a this is a conversation and a dialogue though yeah and it's one of those things too where you and i have been doing reviews for for a long time sean for for Mm -hmm. a year and a half now but i i mean even going back like you and i've done reviews for like four or five years now and this is the only time i've ever seen this type of thing come up where the publisher specifically asked reviewers not to show any footage that they captured at all in their reviews like i've never seen that before from working with numerous publishers yeah so it's just it's so strange to me that that this has come up i mean we've said we've had that for previews like for example when we previewed far cry 5 over on game moose we were only allowed to show footage from the preview like uh, in our preview with our interview with the developers that ubisoft provided us because the game wasn't out yet yeah and because that's a situation where it would make sense that you would only use that footage rather than capturing footage at the event mm-hmm. um, but yeah for an actual review itself like you'd always want the, and that's that's part of the reason why when we do the video I always make it a point whenever we're doing a, a, a review or the Xbox drive itself that the video I'm showing, unless I personally didn't play the game, like if you you played it, Sean, for example, right. um, that I always show footage that I captured. So you get to see my experience. I feel I need to be better about sending you my footage. Important. I really do. I need because I, I, I do forget about that, that like I, sh- I should have recorded the entirety of um, Donnie, my gameplay with um, with Gears last night. I have a whole, whole other th- conversation I'll tell you about, about like my capture setup. I'm sending back my 4K 60s plus thing elgato i'm getting the um ever media 4k one because it can do it can pass through more frames per second so i want i want to be able to pass through at least 120 frames for my friend that's a Makes whole sense. side that's a that's a side thing is there anything else that you want to you want to chat about with this with this cyberpunk thing i will say that i pre-ordered three copies <laughs> by accident you did <laughs> uh, i accidentally uh pre-ordered two from amazon and one from walmart walmart has still not come through on that one um but i got like a really good deal on it so i am torn right so i sold one of the copies i sold it back for what i paid for it so that was kind of a nice thing and i'm holding on to the other copy that i've got because i paid 55 bucks for it instead of 80 and i'm like I kind of want to send it back to, to send the message. But I'm like, is that really, does that do anything, number one? And then number two is like, when they do patch it, like I kind of want to have it. Like I do, I am excited about this game and I'm just like you. I believe there's a good game to be had here. So I will be just in my off, off-air conversations with you. I'm like, I'm going to hold off on this, but I would like to play it maybe in like February or March on my Series X and have the, you know, the, the next gen version come out because the PC one looks awesome. It looks way better and I anticipate that the Series X one will will be similar to that in terms of this gen versus last gen. Yeah, for sure. So before I get into the carpool, because that's going to be kind of a round out of our conversation mm. today, um, there is one thing I did want to say from someone who has played Cyberpunk, and I'm going to give you my personal recommendation as you as to what you should do at this point. If you have a PC, you should play this game because, right. again, it's a really fun game. It runs great on PC. Apparently, even on a low spec PC, even if you run the game at low spec, it still looks better than what I've been playing on console and it runs great. So I'm um, honestly, if you've got a PC and you want to play the game, I would actually encourage you to play it because it's it's 
it's got a gripping story. Uh, the gameplay is actually pretty fun, even if I have some gripes about the combat or the driving. I think the combat would be more fun with a better frame rate. Um, so yeah. I think that it, it's definitely a game worth playing. But if, man, if you have a console at all, just wait for wait. the Series X or the yeah. PS5 version to come out. Like, even, even if you can play the base version, even after it gets patched, like, I would just wait for the 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 the, the PS5 or Series X versions to come out then. Like, that's my personal recommendation. Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to be better off for it. It'll probably the game will probably be cheaper between now and then as well. So there there is going to be the option to pick this game up for not full price and, and get a better game out of it. So, yeah, that's my personal recommendation. But I want to let Mr. Badbin in the car with us because he had a specific question mm. about Cyberpunk. So I wanted to us uh, to touch on it before we uh, rolled on out of here. He asks, when we talk about Cyberpunk 2077 and what has been an incredibly toxic and disastrous launch, especially since uh, Fallout 76 or Anthem, how do you think Microsoft feels about pouring all these marketing dollars into the game and it being met with some vitriol? Do you think the payoff was worth the investment? Um, yeah, I mean, definitely Microsoft was all in for advertising Cyberpunk. <laughs> yep. Like they were the, the main console that was showing it off and... Yeah, I mean, I I would have I would imagine many people at Microsoft are very upset over mm-hmm. the situation with Cyberpunk. I mean, we can't really speculate too much about that though, because I mean, Microsoft hasn't really talked about it or released a statement or anything like that. Um, I mean, it's ever since the game came out, it looks it feels like they've really separated themselves from this game a bit. Like we're not, yeah, I'm not seeing say. as many Xbox branded ads for Cyberpunk now that the game's out. So, and th- that could just be, well, they already the sold the 8 million copies. Why, they, they don't need to advertise anymore. They sold the 8 million copies. That's Everybody's true. made their money. The only thing left over is the erosion of trust. And that's really too bad. Uh, one of the things I saw this question come in and Babbitt actually sent it to me in the, in the DMS. And I said right back to him, I'm like, I feel like this is actually hopefully the, the, the final chapter on what has been a terrible string of marketing partnerships for Xbox. Uh, I don't think they had a single good one. To be honest with you, Ryan, they, they, I think Anthem was was part of it. Um, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider, like any any partnership they had just did not pay off in the way that it paid off in spades for PlayStation with things like I think Batna, Batman Arkham Knight was one of the earlier examples. I think all the Star Wars stuff actually worked out and somehow PlayStation came out clean with after Battlefront 2, which I think was a bit of a mess. But just overall, the partnerships that PlayStation did over the last gen I thought were way better. The games came out better. There was better reception. And it seemed to be to really propel that brand that you're playing the best games over on PlayStation. And then you've got Xbox. Thankfully, the Series X version runs okay. So I hear I haven't played it myself, but like that might be saving some of the grace here. But goodness gracious. Yeah, not not super positive. It's just too bad. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, I think that Xbox from a lot of the games that they've chosen partnerships with. I think they've chosen good games with the exception of Anthem, like Rise of the Tomb Raider, for example. Uh, the only reason well, that, good. that uh, that's not what I mean. I, I didn't mean there was not good. Yeah. I didn't mean there was not the, good. I just don't think that that like it, it had the impact or effect that they wanted it to. Right. But, like, I mean, or, the, or there some, was bad games. <laughs> but right. that one is not. And I mean, I, I think that they've got some strong games coming up with, that are that they're doing this with, like Scarlet Nexus, for example. Everything mm-hmm. we've seen of that game looks mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so I am hopeful for the future of and Yakuza. I think Yakuza was was a pretty. I mean, it wasn't quite as strong, or even even Dirt Five. But Dirt Five wasn't quite as like explosive. You know, I just love for them to land one of these these big games that really, mm-hmm. like I said, propel that perception that you play really good games on Xbox because that that still lingers that you don't have good games on Xbox. That sucks, man. Because we know that's diff- we know it's different than that. 
for sure. Well, anyways, we got to roll through these last three questions before we go, Sean. So All right. let's bring Todd Extra into the car with us at Toxtra. He asks, as a PC only user of Game Pass Ultimate, I'm a bit bummed that Destiny 2 still isn't here. And yeah. now EA Play has been delayed, which yeah. uh, came out yesterday that it's been delayed until 2021. What does Microsoft need to do to get the PC side on par with Xbox? Also, why can't I purchase PC games through the Xbox app? on windows dude no that, kidding that's actually kind of surprising i mean to be fair the xbox app is still kind of in beta right now and doesn't have a ton of features and and at some point i think they're going to integrate the microsoft store into it they've got to and same with the app too like i, I kind of like the clarity and uh, how, how clear the the phone app is but i can't see my achievements on my app yeah. what the heck and you used to be able to. It's not, like the, it's not like this is a new feature. Like mm-hmm. this is a feature that's been around forever. Yeah. 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 I anticipate it'll come very soon. But um, I mean, what do they need to do? It sucks that the, the, some of these things are getting pushed out. You got to think that maybe it's it's COVID and obviously they don't want to release a subpar product. So it's like, I feel like it's kind of a, a, a timely question to happen where we're looking at Cyberpunk and, and bashing that versus what if they what if they integrated EA Play and it just wasn't wasn't working or something wasn't uh, up to snuff you got to let them have that extra time i just feel for the people who made the decision to buy into game pass for pc thinking that ea play was going to be launching at any moment because it's like it was like the day before it was supposed to launch like ooh, sorry it was it, it was actually the day of Sean. the day it was, of, on, uh, it was supposed to be up yesterday yeah and that was when they got the announcement so yeah um, yeah, it, I definitely can understand that that hurts i mean the the good thing is i think a lot of the library on pc is actually a solid library and there's actually some exclusive games on game pass on PC that we don't have on Xbox totally stuff like undertale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that there or among us just came to the service. So yeah. I do think that there are worthwhile games that are only on the PC version of game pass, but you're right. Like I would love to see more parody between that and the console version. Honestly though, like I feel like there's more <laughs> somehow I feel like there's more on PC. Like there's, there's more exclusives that you get on PC. Like, like you kind of mentioned, Among Us is, a, is a definitely a big one, um, but Flight Simulator is also there's a there's a bunch over Age there. Age of Empires, Age, like yeah, all the strategy stuff, definitely. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know. It's just a matter of like what you're in for. If you're sort of like a PC player who also plays console, then you'll probably look at the console one going like, eh, uh, I'll play over on console. But if you only have PC, like there's lots to play over there. So I'm not sure. The EA hit is not very good though. Doesn't help. Yeah. For sure. Well, next up, we got Plastic Hearts podcast at Plastic Heart Pod. They ask, now that 343 has another year to work on Infinite, do you see them optimizing it for last gen standard Xbox One to the to a similar level that X, the Xbox Series X will perform? Or can they go next gen only? So mm. obviously with our discussion, I don't think they're going to go next gen only with Halo, but I think they're going to give you a a worthwhile experience even on original base Xbox one. Like they're not going to let that game be like cyberpunk. And I, I, I was, I would have said that even before we got the cyberpunk situation happening, right? Like, especially from a first party game, they're going to make sure that that game looks and runs well on base Xbox one. Obviously it's not going to look probably as good or run as exactly as well as my Xbox series X, but there's no way that was ever going to happen anyways. Right. Um, like it's not going to be a one-to-one comparison. Um, but I do think you'll get a lot closer with it because I it is so. a first party game. It is Microsoft. Yeah. Well, but I mean, that, it's, that's it's what resolution. I think, I think, well, there's, there's, re- there's so many, there's so many factors and so many knobs and sliders to turn up and down, but certainly like the resolution and frame rate can 
can fluctuate significantly. Like you got to imagine, you know, you're, you're going to be north of, of 60 on, on series X and series S, but like, and maybe one X and then like is a 30 frames per second acceptable on a base Xbox one. Like those are the things that we're going to have to be looking at, uh, when talking about what's acceptable for, for last gen. Um, I think, <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, when this question came up, I started thinking about when you had a game on like super Nintendo and you had like maybe like a street fighter or something like that. And then you have like the game boy version. So it'd be like the same yeah. game, but like totally different. It was like, um, kind of, Oh, what was the, the Batman game? Arkham. What was the one on Vita? It was like this 2D Uh-oh, Batman, uh, Arkham Blackgate. Oh, Blackgate. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, kind of like that. Like, wouldn't that be funny if the, it's like you get this Halo version, or Halo game that looks more like a, a Metroid side-scroller <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but no, man, I think, I think it'll be okay. I'm really excited to see, like I said, I think we talked about this last week. Like, the hype fire has been lit, and we'll be, we'll be looking forward to updates from 343 throughout the year, and, and hopefully a big showing it at E3 as well. For sure. And last quick question from Mark the Canadian at the Canadian. He asks, Sony has Fall Guys, Switch has Among Us, and now does Microsoft have an IP that you think could work for a fun, goofy multiplayer game that could get the Twitchverse all excited and break into the zeitgeist? Mm. I mean, the, the, the one example I'll throw out there is Fusion Frenzy. If they did a new oh, Fusion Frenzy game that was answer. very goofy like Fall Guys, I think it would probably like be a big hit. I'm with you, man. No, I I can't. I can't beat that. That's a great answer. Definitely. Future Friends would be amazing. Totally. Especially of Microsoft IPs. Like, that's the only one they have. Otherwise, they'd have to do a new IP. Mm -hmm. Or or they'd have to find uh, something else that's up there. But, Sean, we got to go. But before we go, Sean, plugs go. Uh, You can find me on the internet at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery. Capri like the pants. And if you like the show even just a little bit, uh, you can support us at Patreon at patreon.com slash Capri. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ryan Turford. That's T-U-R-F-O-R-D. You can also find us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, as well as on YouTube.com slash the Xbox Drive and podcast services around the globe. So for Sean Capri, I'm Ryan Turford. This has been episode 171 of the Xbox Drive. And for the last time in 2020, it's a palindrome and we out. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Bye.